You know who you got. You got your boy Eric. You got your boy James. E, what's going on, man? Hey, you my boy. Yeah, today. For today. We'll, t- we'll see what happens on Thursday. <laughs> uh, you'll always be my brother. You, you're never my boy, man. That, that's like a downgrade. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. What's going on, man? Not, not too much, man. Just another beautiful day in Wayne County in the city of Detroit in the state of Michigan. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I I made reference to this somewhere. I can't remember where that uh, I was going to be dedicating um, this episode to my mom uh, for once again, many of you who know, uh, one year ago today, she passed away. So um, uh, it's been a a struggle the last couple of days. It's been a a struggle all night and a struggle today. So um, definitely want to try to pick up the energy and, and bring you guys some, um, some good content. But for those prayer warriors out there, definitely keep me and, and my family in your prayers. Um, for those of you who lost people, I know it's tough times, especially around those first, you know, the first birthdays, the first Mother's Days or whatever special day it may be, uh, the first anniversary. Um, so once again, keep us in, in, in your thoughts and prayers, please. Always, uh, on behalf of your friends and your family, uh, like I said, it's circled on my calendar too. I've got your mom's obituary um, on a inside of a picture frame, so you know she's uh, never far from me. Um, I've got hers actually right next to my mother and my grandmother, so that's that's how important your mom was to me. So your mom was like a second mom. So I echo those sentiments. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm uh, I'm wearing a shirt that makes me think of her. My hero is now an angel. So. Um... And the, and the best, the rest is lung cancer awareness. Once again, for those who know, uh, she passed away from lung cancer. So, but anyway, um, that was the end. Today, Eric, we are talking about the year in review. Um, so this is going to be interesting. I don't think we probably have enough time to talk about everything that has happened in 2020. This is the year of the perfect vision. And none of us saw this coming. So um, why don't you, brother, see, I'm not, not your boy, uh, kick us off. What you, what you, what you got? We're just going to kind of throw out some things and, and just discuss them as we go. So I got my little handy-dandy list of things I want to talk about. So what's, what's first on your list? Uh, first thing is, well, it started January 2nd. Um, back in uh, the beginning of the year, we... Uh, how can I put this? I don't want to sound like that I'm picking on somebody so early in the podcast, but we uh, we killed an Iraqi general uh, on a drone strike on, on January 2nd. And there's been a lot of controversy about that. Uh, and the ironic part about it is, is that the country of Iraq has issued a warrant for the arrest of Donald Trump, who um, was the one that gave the order. So that's how the year kicked off. Um, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Donald Trump is the most powerful man in the world. So how in the world this is going to turn out in the midst of all of this COVID-19, James? I don't know. I feel a little uncomfortable with that. Yeah, that's, um, I saw that today and I was, I was really taken aback. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. Not that I'm that old, but I've never seen anything like that happen uh, in my lifetime. Uh, in the history books, I don't remember hearing about a, a United States president have a, a warrant issued for his arrest. So uh, that's going to be very interesting. I will challenge you on one thing. What's you that? said on January 2nd, we, we didn't do shit. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> don't put my name in that arrest warrant. Uh, okay. I'm already, I'm already on parole. I'm trying to get, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not on parole. <laughs> Y'all can Google my name. I'm clean. But, uh, but seriously though, no, that ain't no we. 
You know, we didn't we didn't vote on that. So he he took it upon himself. So he got to own that one. All right. So I stand corrected. The 45th president of the United States uh, issued more or less a hit on an Iraqi general. Yes. But now remember, we're thugs. Hey, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. Yeah. You 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 on a parole or or is it probation or 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 is it parole probation? I don't know. All the above. Okay. All the above. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a very interesting start to the year. So I know you're gonna have some other things um, going on, and we may skip over some dates or whatever, and kind of jump all over the place. But that's fine. We're gonna. It's a lot of stuff to cover once again. It I'm actually going to talk about January as well. January 20th in the state of Washington, the very first COVID-19 case was, was uh, determined. Now, was that the very first case in the U.S.? We'll never know that. Probably not. Um, you know, my wife, she, she got sick in right around January, and she could not shake whatever she had. You know, so she, she had a chronic cough. She was sick for like three weeks. This was really before we, we really started paying attention to COVID-19 and all that stuff, whatever. So um, some people may have had some unexplained illnesses. Some people was, was sick for quite a while and maybe wasn't diagnosed. So who knows? But the very first case in the U.S. was, was uh, accounted for January 20th, 2020. You know what? Now that you say that, and I'm going to have to do my um, research real quick, but the Rock's dad passed away. I'm trying to think whether or not it was in 2020. Yeah, it was. It was because we went to a, if anyone watched uh, the Titan games, uh, it was filmed here in Atlanta. And we had got tickets, free tickets to go to the event. And that was just a few weeks, uh, like two or three weeks after his dad passed. So, yep, that was this year. And, you know, the, the weird thing about that is, well, I'm not going to say weird, but, you know, I like to listen to a lot of podcasts. And B. Brian Blair, who's good friends with The Rock's dad, was saying that he was a fixture in church. He said that um, that The Rock's dad was complaining about feeling sick. He just thought maybe that it was the flu, and then the next thing you know, he was gone. So I'm, I'm wondering if that was COVID-19. Never know. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. How, do you know anyone that, that has had COVID-19 or has passed away from COVID-19? Not passed away from COVID-19, but I did do a pulse check on a lot of my friends uh, over on Facebook. And a lot of people, I had no clue, was diagnosed with COVID-19, either in the midst of a sickness or after the fact. Mm -hmm. uh, when they had like blood work drawn and they were going in for like routine checkups and they noticed that it was still strands of that virus that was still in a system. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, I think I am right on the number. We, at one point, we had four people um, close to us in our inner circle, if you will, um, an extended circle that uh, had it, uh, of which two, I'm looking over my executive producer, was it two that passed away or three from COVID-19? Three that passed away. Yep, three. Three that we know uh, of the four that passed away. So, um that's very unfortunate. It's very serious. Uh, I do want to throw this out real quick to any listeners out there. If you or your loved one has had COVID-19, um, reach out to us. Definitely want to talk to you. Got some questions for you. So uh, reach out to us. Our email address is theearhustlingpodcast at gmail.com. Theearhustlingpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to uh, send us an email uh, or um we're we're real fancy eric we're so fancy that you can even text us uh or call us uh it is a hotline number so don't expect anyone to answer uh and that number is 404-590-6008 404-590-6008 we would love to hear from anyone that um has had covid-19 um, or once again, any loved ones. And to those who did, definitely want to let you know that our, our prayers are with you. Uh, we don't know what the after effects of this is going to be. So, you know, stay prayed up. And, and if you do happen, you know, to 
have it and fortunate enough to shake it, just try to be as, you know, as healthy and as safe as you can. Cause I've heard of instances where people have actually caught it twice. Mm. Yeah. And last thing I'll say on COVID-19, uh, in my area, I live in Midtown Atlanta. Uh, there's been a spike in cases here in Midtown. So um, it's serious. It really is. You get some conflicting reports. How serious is it? Uh, it is serious. It's not serious. It's not as serious as the media makes it sound. My question is, do you want to find out? So if the answer is no, then take precautions. You know, there's Donovan Mitchell. I heard him say when he was diagnosed that he still felt like he could play. You know, Donovan Mitchell's a, a shooting guard for Utah Jazz in the NBA. You know, so he felt like he still can compete. He was asymptomatic. That's fine. Do you want to roll the dice? Do you want to take that chance? I've had the flu. And the flu ain't nothing to play with. I was down and out with the flu, so I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to take a chance. That's it. So, what else you got, Eric? Uh, let me see what else we have. Uh, very sad um, event that happened. I think I'm going to skip around a little bit because this is still kind of gets to me. Uh, Kobe Bryant passing away. That right there was um, was kind of a that, that was a, a choker, so to speak. Uh, right around the same um, age range-ish, you know, as Kobe. You know, he's I've definitely known for being a basketball player, but, you know, he was so much more than it. You know, he was a father, donated to a lot of charities, did a lot of good in the community without throwing a pom-poms up saying, hey, look at me, look what I did. Uh, he died so tragically, uh, like Aaliyah passed away, you know, in a similar fashion, um, just was just like crushing. And then the fact that they said that, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but when they recovered the bodies, he was clenching his daughter, you know, to shield her. And it was just one of those things where you think of somebody rich and, and famous and all of that other stuff, but it, it was just a tragedy the way that he died. And it was just so sudden. Um, very, very young man, still had a lot of good years ahead of him. And that right there really, that really choked me up, you know, on so many levels other than just being a, a sports fan. Uh, so that right there, definitely feel that that's been like one of the uh, top stories, not just in the United States, but across the world because of the influence that he had. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Um, yeah, January 26th, that was, that was a tough one. You know, I remember um, me, Shay Princeton was all playing cards. Uh, he was over visiting that Sunday. Uh, we were just hanging out, you know, and um, and Princeton had to go away to go go to the car to pick, get something from his car. And I said, let me just check Facebook. And I saw someone say, RIP Kobe. And I'm like, man, they, you know, people be playing too much on, on social media. Um, but someone told me to, to look for it just in case. And I Googled it and nothing came up. And I was mad. I was ready to confront the person so mad, you know, just like just spitting venom, you know, whatever. And, um, I went to Google, nothing was there, and I hit refresh. And when I hit refresh, the story populated from TMZ. So, uh, yeah, that, that was very shocking. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it was a tough one, you know. And, and it's funny, some people were saying, you know, why are you guys mourning? You didn't know them. I don't think it matters. You know, when you, when you just have a connection to someone for whatever reason, on whatever level, you know, and if you can't connect to someone in nothing else but as just a human being, you know, that's enough to me. You know, and, and, and Kobe was, you were able to connect with him, uh, even though he didn't know who James Montgomery was, he didn't know who Eric Smith was, he didn't know who the Ear Hustling Podcast was, it doesn't matter. You know, he was a dad, like you said, he was a husband, um, he was a professional athlete. You know, uh, then people start bringing up all the bad that he did. You know, the one incident in Utah um, where he was um, accused of rape. Once again, doesn't matter. You know, that that one action does not um, does not define who he was as, as a human. You know, so his, his wife forgave him, you know, no matter what. And she continued building a family with him. So why should we why should we be caring? In those in those situations, we we became caring and butting our nose in in other people's business, you know. But yeah, that was a tragic loss. So, yeah, they had just had a baby. Um, you know, 
you know, there's a, a very, very young child that's not going to get the opportunity to know their father. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, it's sad because like I said, you know, I have children, you know, you, you have children. Um, and it's just one of those situations where you think, man, what, what would life be like if I wasn't in my children's life to guide them, to be able to nurture them? You know, he still leaves behind two other children and obviously his wife. And like I said, on, on that level, if, if you can't be human and, 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 and feel, you know, that because a country was literally in mourning. I mean, anytime that you have, like, I, I believe our president acknowledged, you know, Kobe Bryant passing away. And, and if somebody like him, you know, feels some sort of a connection, you know, to the point where he feels like that it's a loss, you know, and he's probably the most, well, I'm not going to get started on him, but in terms of like the, um, the sympathy or, or empathy, I, I think he lacks it for the most part, but he even acknowledged the death of Kobe Bryant um, as a sad you know, event that happened. And just one last thing, I do believe that uh, Vanessa Bryant, that's Kobe Bryant's wife, is filing a lawsuit with the manufacturer of the helicopter uh, for some sort of a defective, um, like a, de a lawsuit due to like defective parts in the helicopter. So that's the update on that situation. Yeah, just real quick, um, Kobe actually has four daughters total. Of course, Gianna passed away with him, so he leaves behind three daughters. Um, just throw that out there. Um, and, and I did hear that Vanessa filed that lawsuit. Uh, and one thing that I heard that the um, helicopter company um, made a statement and said, and, and it, it, it's a tough situation for them, you know, because we're all pro Kobe, right? You know, Kobe is our guy. He died, his, his daughter and the other people in the, in the, in the helicopter as well. But at the end of the day, the helicopters got to defend themselves. And they're in a tough situation, you know, um, to do that because we're all going to hate them for whatever they have to say. And something I heard them say was um, that Kobe and all the other passengers knew of the risk for flying being so cloudy, but they insisted on it. So I don't know if they're going to be able to prove that. That's a very strong statement to make. Uh, and once again, that's something that uh, – it's, it's going to be interesting how it turns out, but um, it wasn't just Kobe that died there. Um, no one get us wrong. You know, there was uh, nine people, I believe, total, if memory serves correct. Um, but, of course, Kobe was the guy that we, we all knew. Um, awesome. Uh, number three, um, uh, well, next on my list, I'm sorry. Next on my list. It started last year, December 18th. And it ended this year on February 5th, the impeachment proceedings on number 45. He's come up a few times. You notice this? Yes. Yes. He's come up a few times. But he was officially impeached by the House. And the Senate, of course, voted to not impeach. If memory serves correct, one Republican senator, Mitt Romney, had the kahunas to impeach on one of the articles. Uh, he was the only one, um, and that was troubling for me. Mm -hmm. Where's Where's Mitt Romney from, anyway? He's originally from Michigan. Uh, you know what city? Um, I believe was it Dearborn or Romulus? Nah, it's Detroit. He's he actually, actually born. Detroit. He's actually born in the D. Oh, okay, okay, awesome. Did not know that. Yeah, that's a little FYI. Yeah, yeah. So. I was a little troubled, I'll be honest. Um, this is this shows how split our country was and is. Um, if memory serves correct once again, and I stand corrected if, uh, if, if you know something other than what I'm gonna say. In the House vote, it was totally split. Democrats vote one way, Republicans voted the other. In the Senate, exactly the same way with the exception of, of Mitt Romney, you know, and Talk about an unfair trial, however you look at it. You know, there's no way that you're going to tell me, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt here. There's no way you're going to tell me that every single Democrat believed that he was guilty. And every single Republican, House, Senate, whatever, believed he was innocent. Somebody had to have a difference of opinion, but they didn't have the balls except for Mitt Romney to vote the opposite way. I agree. There was definitely a lot of um, a lot of politics involved in that. 
um, what happens if the president does get impeached and removed? You know, what does that say about the rest of the Republican Party? Do they think that maybe that would have swayed the upcoming election? Well, you know what, the leader of your party, who we elected president, did all of these horrible things, and why should we reelect you? I do believe that domino effect would have failed either way it went. A lot of people in the United States did not agree with it. Uh, his approval rating right now, if I'm not mistaken, is somewhere near 40%, which is, I think, and I think it is an all-time low uh, for somebody who's been in office as long as he has. So I, I don't know. But then again, didn't think that 45 was going to get elected in 2016. And a lot of folks took that for granted. So regardless, again, of which direction you vote, please get out and vote. Vote your yep. conscience. And don't complain if your horse doesn't win the race if you didn't cast a vote for it. Very true. Very true. Speaking of voting, as you know, Eric, and as many of our uh, our fans know, loyal listeners, we did a mm -hmm. poll this past week asking who will win in a presidential election this upcoming November, and a whopping defeat. Joe Biden wins 78% of the vote to 22%. 512 votes was casted, and the way that number breaks down is 397 voted for Biden, 115 voted for Trump. Please, 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 as Eric said, do not think that that vote counts in November. Uh, get out and vote, uh, whether it's early voting, whether it's uh, absentee ballots, whether it's showing up on general election day, get out and vote, uh, let your voice be heard, please. And What's next on your list? You know what, I wanna go with something that I guess some people think is serious, but I really don't think it's all that serious, but hell, it was breaking news uh, involving the royal family. Uh, so who was that, Prince Harry? Hold on one second, because I, I, I get him confused. So for those of you who take the royal family and all of that stuff seriously, they, you know, they don't really have any real big political influence and all that other stuff, don't, 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 don't kill me. But um, why are so you looking that up? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I've got it. I've got no. So it was Prince Harry and his Meghan wife. Markle. They stepped down. Yep, Meghan Markle, beautiful lady. They stepped down from their royal duties. Uh, since then, they've been to the United States. They've been to Canada. They've been like some everywhere. Uh, I don't understand the significance of it, but I guess it's probably one of those, um, what do you call those folks who, paparazzi, one of those paparazzi type situations, I guess they do kind of got like a rock star status. Uh, but I don't get it. Do, do you kind of understand what the big hoopla, because they wanted to not be so much into the public life and people are making a big fuss about it? You know what? I saw a movie like this. It's called Coming to America. So, so to answer your question, no, I don't see the hoopla. My wife is not necessarily into it, but she understands the royal family and the hierarchy, and she tried to explain it to me. And I get that just as much as I get who's first cousins, who's second cousins, and all that stuff. I, it's like, you're my cousin, that's it, let's end it there. But, you know, first removed and all that good stuff, she, she tried to explain all that stuff to me, but... I'm like, who's, what game is on tonight? Well, she's going to have to explain that to me because I still don't get it. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just as befuddled as you are. Yeah, yeah. It probably explains why our uh, girlfriends and wives are like way smarter than we are. Let the record say I do not have girlfriends and wives. I just have a wife. No, no, no. I said me girlfriend. Oh, okay. And you, no, girlfriends slash wives. Gotcha. So. Okay. It's not a, a, a and. It's no, it's war. not an and. It's Got you. A, you're right. Got you. Okay. I wanted to make Seth Rick stay because she's about six feet from me. So um, I would and definitely the, see, see a shoe and coming. And the snub nose. Really? I thought she was going to go for a snub nose or roll. No, not, not today. She, she don't have pinky. Um, <laughs> next for me, this is might be the biggest news of the year. Sit back. Brace yourself. April... 14th, 2020. The Ear Hustling Podcast was born, baby. That was the that first probably, episode. That probably is the biggest news. It um, is. In this entire, entire uh, mid-year review. Yes. And soon, to, 
and soon to be coming to our listeners where? BS3 Radio and every major uh, podcast platform around. But and we were born have, on that day. Yes, we were born on that day. Hey, you know what? We're going to have to make sure that we take a vacation um, uh, this time next year and, and, and celebrate our baby. Sounds good. Well, okay. uh, our baby. That sounds a little weird, sir. Two I'm men and a baby? About, no, actually, it would be two men and two women because, you know, even though me and you may be the faces um, of, this, of this project, so we are assisted by some very, very strong women. And without them, we definitely would not be where we are today. Well, it, this is very true. And I do have to add something that you are not aware of, and I do apologize. I did not have a chance to tell you this. We hired a new producer on the show. Um, after you share your next topic, mm -hmm. please take a moment and pull out your phone and go to Instagram. Go to the Ear Hustling Podcast Instagram page and take a look. Everyone, I need you to do that right now. Pause us, mute us, pull up a different window, whatever you need to do. Go to Ear Hustling Podcast um, on Instagram and look at our newest producer as she prepared for the show today. So Eric, what, what else you got in there? Yes, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a fine woman that's, that's been added to our, uh, our group of fine women that is working on the show. Outstanding, I will definitely take a look at that. Uh, the next point that I have is um, Vice President Joe Biden, uh, and, and we're going in no particular order, but he announced uh, this year that his running mate would be a woman probably a woman of color at this point. He didn't say that exactly because the world has changed a little bit since he made that announcement. Um, how do you feel about that? I think it was a huge story. I think that it definitely is going to sway some people who were kind of on a fence. But um, how do you think that that's going to differ with him having a female VP versus Hillary Clinton, who was a woman with a male VP? Great question. Um, and I'm going to say this. Uh, I kind of, uh, I might catch some slack for this one. I kind of wish, don't you? I kind of wish that he didn't box himself in and say that it was going to be a woman. Mm -hmm. And and the reason I say that it has nothing to do with being a woman. I would not want him to say I'm going to choose a man. I wouldn't want him to say I'm going to choose a blank. I'm going to choose the best person out there that's going to help unite our country and move our country forward from the piece of crap, <clears throat> excuse me, from the, um, the, the position that we're currently in. That's what I would have preferred to hear. Um, because my question is, what happens if I personally feel that your running mate is very important? I remember, this is, this is dating myself, I remember uh, Walter Mondale back in 80, I believe it was, when he mm -hmm. ran and he chose Geraldine Ferrara to be his running mate. The country, for whatever reason, in our stupid selves, I wasn't able to vote at that time, but they was not ready for a woman VP. That's very stupid. Uh, a woman can do the job just as well as a man can, period, bottom line. But they weren't ready and he lost the election. I feel that there are some presidential nominees that choose a running mate that sometimes hurt them more so mm -hmm. than help them. Um, not saying, once again, that choosing a woman was going to hurt him, but he just needs to choose the best possible person out there to run with him. That's just how I feel about it. But some of the names that's come up, I kind of like. Some of the names, some of them I'm like, don't do it. But that's kind of where I stand. Okay. Um, and just to kind of piggyback off your topic, when Barack Obama first decided to run for president back in 08, uh, John McCain chose Sarah Palin. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess you could say she was moderately qualified. She was the governor of Alaska at the time. She was mm -hmm. a relative unknown. She was more or less known for being Miss Alaska um, and then just recently been elected. Do you think that a situation like that actually helped, say, Barack Obama at the time, who was the underdog? You know what? No, I don't. I think, I think the country changed by that time. You know, and I think a woman, uh, it, would, it would have been okay or the country would have been okay with electing a woman into... Uh, the vice presidency. Would, were they ready to vote a woman in as president? Jury is still out because we haven't done that yet. So, but I, I don't think that, personal opinion, I don't think that that 
is why um, Barack was able to beat John McCain. Okay. And I then, got a guilty uh, confession. I do not remember who Hillary Clinton's running mate was. Uh, Tim, Tim Klein, uh, Senator from Virginia. Tim Klein? Mm-hmm. God, I do not remember that. I was sitting here as you were talking. I'm like, who in the hell was her running mate? I couldn't remember. I got lucky that you asked that question because the only reason why I remember is because when I was at when I was taking some technology classes at Focus Hope, he actually came uh, to Focus Hope and he spoke on a Focus Hope campus. Mm. Okay. So awesome. You 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 asked something that I happen to know about, and just real quickly, uh, 2020 just to kind of get off this topic and move on to something else has been a, my goodness, like a, a, just like a dartboard of material. Both of our presidential candidates are linked to some sort of sexual, uh, improper sexual behaviors uh, towards women. A big breaking news story. Um, we basically are looking at, I think, mirror images. It's just, who do we pick? Do we pick the quote, crazy senile old man in Joe Biden or the crazy senile old man in Donald Trump? <laughs> who, do we, who, do, who do we go with? I know what the polls said that we did the uh, my collection on, but I mean, man, this is a hell of a situation that we're in. What do we do? Well, I'll tell you what we don't do. Um, someone posted on Facebook yesterday, and I was unaware of this, I'm not gonna lie to you, that there's a third person running a libertarian, uh, it's a woman, her name is Joe somebody. We don't vote for that person. We're not, this is not the time for a real unknown, in my opinion, and maybe maybe I'm just lack of knowledge, maybe our listeners out there are like, what, you don't know who Joe is? And that's fine, educate me. But I don't think this is a time that we, we, um, we try and make the third party um, relevant. You know, that's just gonna split the vote Voting for Joe is not Joe Biden. The other Joe uh, is really voting for Trump. It, it really is. Um, so I say we don't we don't do that. I do believe that we do need a third party. I truly do. Um, I can count on one hand how many Democrats um, that has ran that is really relatable to um, to to the people that they represent. You know, and and I think that's a problem. So uh, speaking of which, we're getting off topic, I know. Did you hear Bob Johnson, former owner of, founder of BT, and also former owner of the Charlotte Bobcats, he wrote a memo to Black Lives Matter organization, organization uh, asking them to become a political party. You know what, I remember us having a light conversation about that how much traction do you think that's going to get? Do you think that that's going to, um, well, I think that now it's probably too late for it to have a major impact on this particular election, but going yeah. forward for uh, 24, what do you think is going to, um, what do you, what do you think is going to happen there? Do you think that after all of the um, social injustice issues have been addressed and things starts to get a little better, do you think that that issue is going to die? Well, not the issue. Do you think that proposal is going to die? Well, so that was a recommendation. I have not heard an official word from Black Lives Matter yet um, as far as what their plans are or if they were open to the idea. Um, but if Biden wins, I don't think we'll hear from them in 2024, maybe in some other smaller um, um, political offices, you know, Congress, Senate, you know, whatever, not saying that small, but you know what I'm saying, not the most powerful office in the land. Uh, I don't see them wanting to compete against Joe. Um, so if he wins, um, so yeah, I, who knows, but, but that's definitely something we have to come back to and keep an eye on. Okay. All right. Let's get back on topic. I think it's a, uh, is it your turn? It is. It is just okay. to kind of piggyback off of you and I'll uh, just make one last point. Uh, Joe Biden officially became, or got enough delegates on June 6, 2020. So, um, by that time, Bernie had already dropped out. It was, it was just, you know, formality but he officially became the guy on that day. So I'm just going to piggyback and share that with you. Um, let's see here, next on my list, um, we talked about, talk about Kobe. Uh, someone else passed away this year that had a big influence on community, culture, music. Uh, on May 9th, Little Richard passed away. So that too was a 
was a, a loss. He was, of course, older. But um, Little Richard definitely paved the way for a lot of artists, um, a lot of good music. Um, Tutti Fruity was, uh, <laughs> I feel weird saying it, but it's also a fun song to say. Uh, it was it was definitely a, a a loss to the music community. Definitely, and just to kind of piggyback off that, another music icon that passed away was Kenny Rogers. Mm. Kenny Rogers also had a lot of crossover appeal. Uh, he did country, he did like a little bit of pop, did a little bit of soul, did a little bit of gospel. So he did a little bit of everything. So Kenny Roger, music icon, you don't have to be a country music fan in order to know who Kenny Rogers is. So. You know, that's another icon that we lost. Um, those two would never be replaced. They had their own unique styles. And the thing I liked about Kenny Rogers the most, man, he had an awesome beard. Kenny Rogers, uh, he sings Achy Break Your Heart, doesn't he? Yep, he was also in the game. Nope, nope. I'm joking. You agreed nope, very nope, quickly, nope, though. Nope, I was joking. You, 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 you tried to pick no. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to hold them, right. when to fold them, yep. I was right. joking, but you said yes. It's on tape. I got you. I'm going to talk to our production, um, our production leader and see if we can get that edited. Nope. The world has already seen it. <laughs> the producers already laughed. She's seen it. <laughs> All right. What you got next? Oh, hey, you know what? My dude, Tom Brady. Mm. He retired. He retired. Uh, no, March no? 20th. No. Oh, he retired on March 20th. No. Oh, he signed his contract with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers on March 20th. Ah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. And a short and a short time later, Rob Gronkowski, who came out of retirement, mm -hmm. decided to roll with him. Mm. Getting and the so band back was, together. Yeah, that was a hey. You know what? That right there was a big signing. You know, Brady signing with the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers were already. Um, a Super Bowl contender. They just needed to kind of get a few dominoes to fall in place. But now you add, you know, the GOAT Tom Brady and then you add Gronkowski. Man, it's like if we have a football season, Tampa Bay is going to be a force to be reckoned with. So here's the thing about that, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, if we have a football season, how many – and we need, to, we need to do an over-under on this. How many NFL players – will sit out one-plus games due to testing positive for COVID-19. So we're not going to talk about that now, but that's definitely okay. something I'm going to throw out there. Anyone that's listening right now, please uh, share. And the producer is getting up out of her seat, coming over to me. So she's passing me the card, so we'll see what someone has to say. But I do want to hear from the listeners on how many uh, – uh, what's the plus-minus on that? Let's see. And the, uh, the first pick of the 2020 NFL draft is – so James Ludwig has two points. He said 50% of the league will sit out one or more game due to being testing positive for COVID-19. And he also says a signing that won't mean much. I think Tom Brady is going to be bad this year. Well, James, I think you're wrong. And James, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to find out. But James, I definitely respect your opinion. Um, Tom Brady doesn't have to be that alpha guy. I mean, people were talking the same mess about Peyton Manning. They took Peyton Manning out, put Rock Oz, whatever the heck his name was. Osweiler. Right Osweiler, whatever. I mean, he wound up getting a Super Bowl ring because of uh, Peyton Manning basically came in and bailed him out um, to help them win the Super Bowl. But I think Brady doesn't have to be a superstar. Brady has to just be a star. Uh, he makes good decisions. He's going to have a solid offensive line and something that he really had, which is a running game. So for those folks who think Brady, I mean, what's, what's, you know what, let me backpedal. What do people consider a bad season for Brady? They say that this year was a bad season for Brady. But look I, at his stats. Yep. I said that myself. I said that his, he did not have a Brady type year. That I, I'm, I'm definitely going to stick to that. Okay. Well, if you took the name away from the stats and just looked at the stats, was it a good year? Yeah, I say yes. It, yeah, he had a he had a decent year. He did. He's got a lot of weapons. He really does. And I'm taking a look at their um, their depth chart. You know, you got O.J. Howard, you got Ron Grakowski, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, Ronald Jones in the backfield. I mean, the list goes on. You know, so he's got he's got weapons. 
Uh, yeah. And what he has in Tampa Bay that he has not had or he did not have in in um, in New England is he has names. He has people that are already ballers, you know, and people are going to hate me for saying this, but I'm, I'm okay with Tom Brady. And what I'm going to say is this. He made people in New England. Wes Welker, what did he do after he – not Wes Welker um, – Danny yeah, Amendola. Wes Walker, too. Yeah, yeah Wes Walker. Walker but Wes Walker's still that. there. He's still there. It was another um, – You mean Julian Edelman. Julian yeah, Julian Edelman. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Wes Walker. Yes, I, you're right. I was right. Um, Wes Walker, what has he done, really, since he left New England? Uh, Danny Amendola, what has he done? He's in Detroit now, like the guy, whatever. But what has he really done since leaving Tom Brady? Um Aaron Hernandez, what did he do? Oh, that's a different story. Sorry. Uh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Foul <laughs> on the play. Wait, the uh, producer is coming with another card. Let's see here. We might have to put you on a 30-second timeout for that one. <laughs> James is asking, can he join us on Zoom? James, sorry, not this episode. It's too late to get you in, but we definitely will bring you on soon. Uh, I, so I, I know you got stuff you want to say. So uh, we're connected on Facebook. So we'll definitely talk, James. Yeah, looking forward to it, James. I have a feeling that we've got a Brady basher on our hands. But that's okay, though, James. I love all the opinions, whether they're right or wrong, or whether they're mine or somebody else's. James is a very intelligent man. He's been involved in radio. He lives there in mm -hmm. Michigan. So mm -hmm. I definitely respect him. I definitely respect his opinion, unless it's different than mine. But anyway, uh, <laughs> just kidding, James. No, you, you know, I got nothing to love for you, man. You're welcome anytime. All right, next thing. Um, this, is, this is a big one. May 25th, 2020, the day that George Floyd was, was murdered. Um, this is totally different, and we've talked about this several times, and I'm not going to go real deep into it. Um, but this is something different, Eric. This is something different than what we've we've from what we've seen in the past. Different from Rodney King. Different from Tamir Rice. Different from Trayvon Martin. Um, all of those are Breonna Taylor. All of those things are are very tragic um, cases, no doubt about it. All of them deserve justice. But George Floyd, for some reason, it's a little bit different. Watching the eight minutes and 46 seconds of that officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck, hearing George Floyd um, say he can't breathe, hearing him call out for his, his deceased mother. Um, as I started the show off, my mom is deceased, you know, and I cannot be, imagine being in a situation where I'm calling out for help from her. Um, and I've seen signs in protests um, all across the country. Uh, in saying when George Floyd called out for his mother, that was a call out for mothers across the, the country, you know, and mothers became engaged. And what's different about this is very simple. I went to a protest a couple weeks ago, Shay and I, and it was a peaceful protest. I'll be honest, I said this through words. I'm going to say, uh, typed out on, on our page, I'm going to say this on our show now. I went to this protest mad. I went to the protest. All Shay asked me was, hey, on Friday, you want to go to the protest? Matter of fact, it was on Juneteenth, 10 days ago. You want to go to a protest? Hell yeah, I'm going to go to a protest. I got my, my Sharpie out. I wrote up a sign. I'm ready to go. I'm pissed off. I'm going to blow off some steam peacefully. But I want to blow off some steam. I want to be with like-minded people to blow off the same steam. I get there. And come to find out, it's a religious protest. There's about 10,000 people, literally 10,000 people that came that came together, marched on Atlanta. Different churches came together to unite, to walk. We prayed before we walked, before we marched. There was Christian music. It was just a peaceful uh, um, um, experience. And if anyone has ever gone to church, <laughs> anyone, I think it's safe to say when you find yourself around a group of believers, no matter what your belief is, this has been my experience at least, my heart softens. It just automatically softens. It's, the word is around. 
I was no longer angry. I was, but I wasn't like I was. I didn't want to blow off the same steam. I wanted to just be a part of the movement, if you will. And to be able to see black and white people come together, hold hands and praying together, strangers, complete strangers, but the media wasn't there. Trump wasn't talking about those thugs, those prayer warriors. He wasn't talking about them. He's talking about something totally different. But what's different about this movement is there's more people across the country that are woke. There's white people who have awakened. There's Asian people who have awakened. There's Hispanics who have awakened. There's so many different nationalities of people who have awakened. It's not just black people. Up to this point, we've tried to do it mainly on our own, mainly. We've had some support from outside nationalities, outside um, um, nationalities. But now it's a united front. And that's why I think this is different. You know what, you weighed some very good points and, and I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, but I had a conversation with someone uh, a couple of days ago that kind of, actually it was yesterday, that kind of opened my eyes on some things too on why have these things been happening in terms of, you know, the white police officers just doing this to African-Americans. Um, don't totally agree with the point, but I can kind of see why the point was made in the direction that it was going. We as a society have a history of black on black crimes. So the person who I was talking to, their theory was why should the white man respect us when we don't respect ourselves, when we're out here killing each other before all of this became a thing? You know, Detroit, Atlanta, all of the major metropolitan cities, we were killing each other. So the thought, press, the thought process there was, we need to start taking better care of ourselves before we can expect better treatment from other from other races and and i do agree with that and yeah we definitely do not want to be considered an inferior race but if you look at a lot of the other ethnicities there's not typically a lot of that going on within those communities you don't hear a lot and i know what happens but you don't hear a lot of hispanic on hispanic crime white on white crime you don't hear a lot of that but when you look at the news and maybe it's just media you, you, you always hear that a black man killed another black man or a black man killed another black woman or black man rapes, you know, somebody within their own ethnicity. So I, I would be inclined to agree that, yeah, we definitely want to stop all of this social injustice that's going on, you know, with other races just looking down on black people. But we also have to stop doing that to ourselves. So we stop doing that to ourselves, then we're going to get better results from other ethnicities and they're going to stop viewing us as less than. And I hear you, I hear them, but I pose this question. When you hear of mass shootings, the, the person who's guilty of committing those mass shootings typically is what race? They're white. Who are the, typically their victims? Really, I guess if you're talking about the most recent mass shooting where the white guy went inside of the black church and, and, and killed everyone, okay. are you referring to that? No, I'm speaking of just in general, in Parkland at the high school, who who are primarily the, the, the color of the people that are victims. It's usually, usually, emphasis, usually also white. People usually commit crimes in their own cities, in their own areas people typically live amongst it, it, it cities are pretty segregated for the most part there's white areas there's black areas sometimes there's little mixed areas but people usually live amongst themselves that's an easy point to make that black on black crime yes that's a problem but i'm going to still align that is 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 pertinent in this conversation from 45. there's good people and there's bad people on both sides Meaning, not all black people are thugs, not all black people are saints, not all white people are, I don't know what word I should use because I feel like anything I'll say it might be derogatory, but not all white people are uh, what's equivalent to white thugs, I'll put it that way. And not all white people are saints. There's good and there's bad amongst everyone, right? So. I don't, I don't believe that we, I don't believe that we have to fix ourselves 
before we can get respect from others. I don't, I don't believe, I don't think that we should have to, as sad as it may sound, I don't think we should stop committing crimes amongst ourselves, which we should, in order to get respect from the police. That is the, that is idiotic to me. To get respect from the police, stop killing your, each other. To get respect from the police, stop stealing from each other. Stop committing crimes amongst yourselves in order to get respect from the police. The police should be non-biased no matter who you are. That's my take on it. Now, if you if you were to make that argument about white people, period, or other nationalities, other ethnicities, different story. But to say that about the police, I, I, I can't agree to that one. Personal opinion, though. Well, it, it wasn't just directed in terms of the police. It's just directed towards the racist, period. So. The police, yes, definitely they should be held to a higher standard, but it wasn't just directed towards them. It's just directed towards a society that not only African-Americans, but any any other ethnicity that they viewed as inferior. But I believe that we are an easier target as African-Americans because of how publicized everything is in terms of when a black man commits a crime or, or if something happens, because we, we only make up 40 million uh, people roughly of the segment of the United States. But the vast majority of the stories that goes on out there, I, you don't really see a lot of like Caucasians. And, and what's worse about that is, is that you very rarely see the good that the African-American community does. That doesn't get highlighted at all. But yet it seems like every day or every other day we're getting shot or we're getting arrested or we're getting wrongfully accused just because we're black. Hmm. Gotcha. Well, Eric, we got about nine minutes left in the show. Mm -hmm. So um, I got a couple more things myself, but I, I don't remember who went last, but I'll, I'll pass the ball to you. Why don't you uh, say a couple things and let's kind of speed through these because I definitely would like to at least mention. We'll have to discuss the few things that I have left as well, and I know you do too. I just got one last point that I want to make, and it concerns the stock market as far as major stories that happened. Stock market uh, dropped at least 3,000 points. Um, I think it was like close to 3,000 points on the 16th of March, like the biggest one day drop since the, uh, since the Great Depression. Ladies and gentlemen, this really just kind of focused down on honestly being financially prepared for emergency situations. Um, and that's something that I'd like to talk about in the very near future as far as uh, financial readiness in the event of emergency situations. We have to prepare ourselves better. Uh, luckily, a lot of us uh, was able to fall back, whether it was like through the help of the government or whether it was just people pulling together, moving in with each other, whatever. But we have to do a better job as a community of being financially responsible and making sure that when events like this do happen, that we're not caught so off guard where we're dependent on the government to supplement our income. So that's in terms of the 2020 stories, that's all I got. I'm going to go ahead and um, yield to you so you can go ahead and get your last couple of points. All right. Um, next on my list was, that's a great point, Eric. Definitely something we look forward to having conversations on. Uh, June 5th, uh, NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, um, gave his, his speech, his statement. We talked about that, about NFL believes that Black Lives Matter. Um, so that was, that was something I thought was, was really big this year. Uh, next is something that just happened yesterday that I think is huge news. The Mississippi House and Senate cleared the way to renew, uh, to remove the state flag after 126 years, they're removing their state flag. Once again, some people may say, well, gosh, dang it, this should have been happening. Removing the statute should have been happening. And you know what? It would have, but other people outside of black people was not woke. Now they are, now things are happening. And that's, that's honestly, in my, I really believe that's my core. That's the reason why this stuff is happening because other people are woke. Uh, and the last thing I wanna talk about, in 2016, we started the show talking about this man. We're gonna end this show talking about this man. In 26, Donald Trump said he was gonna make America great again. It is June 29, 2020. And I want to ask, are we great yet? He's had almost four years in that office and he has not had, he's had very little opposition uh, during his time there with, when it comes to the Senate, he's had very little opposition. 
are we great yet? I think the answer is no. Uh, I think we've taken a step back. Hopefully the next four years will be better. Um, as long as we can get a different outcome, that's my two cents. Eric, what do you have to say before we tell folks about Thursday? Uh, no, we're not great. Um, we're not even good right now. I have to say as a country, we're terrible. We're divided. Uh, we, we, we can't even get, we can't even, we, we can't even decide on whether or not we are united, you know, states of America. We're more like the divided states of America uh, in terms of how our government, um, the vast majority of the people, you know, who make up the pulse of this country, we know what we want. We just have to unite and we have to make sure that it happens. Because again, I alluded to it earlier and I'll say it again. Protesting is great. Getting together is great. We need the same people that got out there and protested to get out there and vote. Some people don't think that they vote matters. You want to know what? Uh, I challenge you to prove yourself wrong. The only way your vote doesn't matter if you don't vote. Eric, do you have an active arrest warrant out for you right now? Uh, you know what? I might fit a description or two, but no, I don't think so. The president does. Let that sink in, people. The president of the United States has... And where does that arrest warrant come from? Iran. Iran has an arrest warrant out for the president of the United States of America. That's some interesting stuff right there. Yeah, and for those of us, I'm sorry, for those of us who are joining us, at the beginning of the show, uh, President Trump did sign an order for a drone strike to kill an Iraqi general. And let's end here on this subject unless you have something else we got four minutes uh, did you see donald trump's tweet yesterday with in florida uh, a little area in florida called the villages beautiful area love it would love to retire there one day someone was driving a golf cart it's a golf cart community everyone has golf carts you got to see it if you're ever in florida love that place but someone was driving their golf cart yelling white power and the president retweeted that and then claimed, of course, he didn't know. He never knows anything. I find that very interesting, but whatever. That's your president, not mine. Um, so Thursday, last thing. Thursday is going to be an interesting show. Uh, next Monday, we're going to talk about Thursday, but I want to jump ahead to Monday. Next Monday, we're going to talk about the stigma on the mental health. Um, there, there's a huge stigma there. People don't really want to talk about it. People don't want to talk about their own mental health. Um, and I am going to put on my big boy pants. And this coming Thursday on our episode of 10 at 10 with EHP, uh, I'm going to talk about my mental health. Um, I got a lot to say. A lot's probably going to surprise you all. Maybe it won't. Uh, but Eric's probably going to ask me some tough questions. I hope he does. Um, but I'm going to be open and honest and, and talk about that. Uh, leading into next Monday, we're going to have a panel of guests uh, who also are brave to come onto the show and talk about their mental health. Uh, so definitely looking forward to uh, those two shows. And I'm going to be honest, not going to lie to you, I am actually nervous about Thursday. But you know what? It's my truth. I'm going to own it. And I'm going to walk through the fire and uh, we'll see how it comes out. So... Uh, Eric, it was a great show. What do you have in closing, sir? Um, in closing, you know, it, it, it takes a big person to open themselves up in front of a group of strangers. You know, you're going to do it. Um, I'm going to do it later on in the month of July. Hey, you know what? There, there's no such thing as a perfect person, but you want to know what, what makes me grateful, and I'm sure what makes you grateful is your support system. Uh, so just know, and this is me coming to you as your brother, whatever it is that you might be going through or have went through, you're never going through it alone. Appreciate it. I'll always Appreciate be there for you. And, and, and I'm not too big to say that I love you. I love you back, man. And I'll say this. I'll tell anyone I have no problem saying this before this show. I spent probably the last 20, 30 minutes before the show curled up in the bed crying. I'm glad you wasn't here because if you'd have tried to spoon me, we'd have had a problem. <laughs> All right, man. Handsome, but you're not that damn handsome. Uh, <laughs> speak for yourself. Um, well, it was it was a good show, man. Appreciate it. Um, thanks to all the listeners out there. Uh, like us on social media. Follow us. Check us out on Thursday. 
It has been from our mouths to your ears. Thank you for listening to the Ear Hustling Podcast, everyone. Talk to you later. Stay safe, America.